Okay. Well, I'm ready if you guys are. Did you get up? Yeah. Sure. I think so. I was just waiting for that confirmation, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because you, you definitely every everything that you do hinges on my confirmation. Are you ready? Well, <laughs> yeah, good enough. I, I, <laughs> I want that verbal confirmation so I don't go, you know, and start the episode and you just get up and leave. <laughs> just, I'll be, I'll be back in between two and twenty minutes. We. I mean, we have had though that those sorts of things happen on the show. So, <laughs> all right, at least twice. Yeah. All right. Ah, show stretch is done. Let's do this. In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. <laughs> Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues and BS, the podcast that says, why burn the candle at both ends when flamethrowers exist? I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Brother Howard, here we are, another Friday night, ready to roll. I'm doing all right, and, you know, I must say with the, the candle reference there, yeah, don't burn it at both ends. Just throw the damn thing into a fire pit and watch the whole thing burn all at once because it's much more efficient. Just let the son of a bitch burn. Burn, mother effer, burn. Uh, yes, here we are another week, and it's not just any other week. It happens to be, that's right, before I ask Howard how he's doing, because this ties into it, one year on the airwaves, on the television airwaves, for some of you who watch it on television or on your tablet or PC or phone or other mobile device. Yeah, Triple B hitting the big 365. Here we are. Howie Blues, how does that make you feel? How you doing? How's it going? Uh, you know, Kidder, it has uh, been a week. Uh, I know I say that almost every week, but, you know, at this <laughs> point, it's... it's it's like a tagline, you know, it's, it's been a week. Um, and, and I'll dive more into that a little bit, uh, later because, um, boy, do I have some stories, uh, to, to share, but Kidder, it's not just you and I, we have a guest joining us on this special one year anniversary episode. Who snuck in? And, uh, what? Sorry. Who snuck in? Who, who snuck in? Oh, I don't know that he really snuck in. I think it was more of, hey, guys, I got beer. And we said, come on in. That's right. If somebody brought us beer, uh, we know it's not Lane. It's definitely the local geek. And that's right. The local geek is back with us. Derek, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, guys. And thanks for having me on for the special one-year episode. That's quite an honor to be invited to. The brewmaster himself on the one-year anniversary this 
This is worthy of a drink, wouldn't you say, Howard? You're just excited to get to what's on tap. <laughs> I'm always excited to get to what's on tap. I think 90% of our audience is excited for us to get to one what's on tap, because then once it's done, they're like, well, let's go figure out some cheap plugs. Nah, we don't need that. What's behind the curtain this week? Because that shit's funny. <laughs> All right. That's enough. <laughs> you know, one of these weeks I should just, for for the time codes, just put everyone as like segment one, segment two, segment three, segment four, and people could just try and guess which one is what's on tab. <laughs> I think that's good for people who like to skip around, like Lane. Yeah. <laughs> But here we but are. Anyway, local geek is back. The brewmaster live and in person. Or I mean, via the internet. So <laughs> uh, you're coming to us from your bunker again this evening. Yep, sure am. One of these days, I'll get the uh, rest of the walls finished down here. <laughs> I think it's progress because it looks different than the last time. So I think it's just a different angle. <laughs> That's progress. <laughs> it's progress. <laughs> We're happy to have you along for the show, along for the ride, along for this triple B thing for however long we can make it sustainable uh, without going bankrupt. So uh, speaking of that, if you'd like to sponsor the show, beerbluesbs.com, contact us. You can sponsor the show, maybe even sponsor the What's on Tap segment, sponsor some beers. Telling you, it's a great way to get your product right here on the show right here in the audio version for uh, all of our millions of fans around the world listening to the show collectively. So thank you again. And uh, if you would, beerbluesbs.com sponsor the show. Local geek doesn't have to. He just keeps us hydrated. I try to bring beer once in a while. <laughs> so Howard yeah, had something so, to say. And then well, I was just we both say... tried to transition. <laughs> yeah, Howard's a bit on the struggle bus. Uh, but again, we'll get to that later um so so derek tell us about this uh this tasty brew that we are going to enjoy this evening so this one um i already got my glass poured here it is the abner o'neill wheat beer that i think i've talked about the last two episodes i've been on now finally got that done and got it made and it actually turned out really well i think it's probably my second favorite recipe i've done completely by myself yeah and uh I, i'm excited to give it a to give it a try and uh I, i'll say um i actually asked uh, well kidder asked for me because he was handling uh us booking you on this episode uh but i had asked for a, a second bottle um i'm planning to share it actually with my executive director uh since he enjoys beer and uh he he's a, got a phd in history and it's on um, maritime history, especially in regards to shipwrecks on the Great Lakes, because he's originally from Michigan. So it was one of those things he was really excited when he learned about the Abner O'Neill and the fact that we had a shipwreck in North Dakota. Um, so it's been kind of a love of his. So I'm, I'm going to share it with him uh, just because I think he'll also find it interesting that how history and some of the work that we've done as an agency has now inspired a beer. And uh, oh, also, uh, Derek, I see your glass, <clears throat> and I raised a new one of my own. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I don't think that one was available yet when I ordered mine. 
probably oh, not. but it is because you can get yours right now at beerbluesbs.com. <laughs> Click on the merch text right at the top of the page. Howard's Cave of Wonder, Terrestrial Radio Sucks, the traditional beerbluesbs.com, or Beer Blues BS the show. What else do we have on that? There's quite a few. In fact, there's a Man the Myth the Legend pint glass as well. Beerbluesbs.com. Howard sniffing it. What do you smell, Howard? I, I wasn't sniffing it. I was waiting for you to finish that cheap plug so we could uh, cheers and drink. So, oh, just, just wait. okay, just waiting on you. Well, <laughs> let me get this uh, this old glass here too. Mine, uh, <laughs> mine's uh, from the Phoenix PD. So, uh, cheers, <laughs> cheers to both of you and to local geek for bringing us this tasty beverage brewed by the brewmaster himself. There's a nice uh, aroma to it. You can the golden ale aroma. What what are some of the ingredients in this? This is actually a really simple recipe. It's 50% wheat and 50% two roll pale malt, and then uh, centennial hops. And what makes them centennial hops? They've they've been around for a hundred years, or could be. <laughs> okay, it, it's it's just a variety that's out there that is pretty commonly found in a lot of beers. I wanted to just keep this recipe real simple and kind of honor the uh, time that the shipwreck happened in to not do a super elaborate beer. It's very nice. I mean, I, I enjoy it. Uh, and this took how many weeks to uh, put together from, you know, putting it all, all in uh, and boiling it to bottling and all that? Uh, it took, I fermented it for two weeks i was planning to do one and i didn't get a whole lot of fermentation so about four days in i dropped in another packet of yeast to hopefully get a little more fermentation going and it didn't really kick it up so i let it just kind of go for an extra week and it fermented so i mean that's what mattered and it, it turned out really good i think i really like the flavor of this one i'm trying to think of a, a flavor profile of something similar like uh, commercially available and i'm i'm not really having a a good luck of finding it because it's it's not as um overly sweet like a blue moon or or something like that but uh it has more flavor than uh one of your unfiltered light beers what what would you say there you're you're the brewmaster what would you say local geek I'm trying to think of some commercial ones off the top of my head, but I can't think of any, but a Hefeweizen would probably be the closest flavor profile for it. Now, if I haven't learned anything from, you know, 50 some episodes of this show, uh, you know, when it comes to tasting notes on things like this, we can just make up words. You know, <laughs> we can say golden, sunshiny, grain. You know, things like that. And the people make up their own mind of what that actually it's, all tastes It's like. a bit wheaty. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of tastes like an old, old wooden ship, but better. <laughs> I Again, Kidder, um, what's an old, old wooden ship taste like? Uh, and how do you know? I would guess that it'd be a bit dry. 
Maybe barnacle Woody? I don't know. Get that good peaty taste. This isn't peaty, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Haven't haven't been up to the uh, Abner O'Neill wreck site, so haven't had a chance to taste or smell the area. You know what I mean? So we'll have to uh, take a trip and compare. <laughs> I never got the chance either. I thought about trying to run up there last summer when it was visible and take my kayak out, but I didn't get around to it. So. Yeah, and by boat is is kind of actually the better way to to get to it, if, especially if you want to see it somewhat up close. So, you can see it from the shore, but it's yeah. So, and depending, um, kind of with the snow melt and such, it may still be visible or not. So, I'm I'm hearing think... the river is going to be low probably next summer here, so it's probably going to be visible again. I would think. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I know they've done a lot of, uh, they did a lot of tests with it. Um, one of the things that they tried to do was actually use a uh, submersible to do some scans of it. But the uh, the water was too low for the submersible to really work. So I believe the plan is one of these times when uh, the water uh, level gets up a bit higher, they're going to try again with it. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. So according to no, the uh, U- U.S. Uh, Geological Service and the National Weather Service, for the Missouri River, there will be well below normal flood chances this season. So I'm guessing uh, there hasn't been a lot of snowfall and uh, rapid snow melt in the uh, upper portions of the system. So... It should be about normal or about what it is. So if it, it was visible because of how low the river was last year, it should be possibly about the same there. So um, they're saying that there's a still a widespread persistent drought in the area and uh, snow drought over the same area. So less than an inch of snow water equivalent uh, in the lower portion of uh, the Missouri River Basin. But uh, the 15 to 21% below historical norms for the chance of flooding. Thanks to the U.S. Geological Survey and the National Weather Service for that timely update at our 100th episode. (laughs) Our 100th episode. Kidder, did you just jump forward a year? I did. I time traveled. He is the TARDIS. <laughs> I'm done with this already. Timey wimey, <laughs> wibbly wobbly. That's we're just making making things happen here. What is this episode? Fifty three or fifty two or fifty three? Where are we? <laughs> Cheers. That that's it, Kidder. We're gonna have to cut you off. Clearly, you've had too much already. And this thing only came in at like 3.8%. So. <laughs> it goes straight to your head. <laughs> yeah. I'd make a timely joke of it going straight to the bottom, but I, we'll stay away from that one. <laughs> so what's new with you, local geek? You know, not a whole lot's really new since the last time you guys had me on. Um, 
almost got the kegerator ready to go. I just need a few more parts and I'll have it ready to go. So my next beer is almost definitely going to be in there. Um, that one's probably going to be a Irish red, but I haven't fully settled in on that. So it could change. Oh, that reminds me. I'm bringing this up on behalf of Howard because I know that Howard would want me to. <laughs> we discussed this on a previous episode, but you happened to mention to me in a survey form, hey, what beers do you like? <laughs> what do you think it should be next? And then when I asked Howard, hey, did you get that message from Derek? And he goes, what message? And I go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have asked him. <laughs> no, that was actually for, uh, I was going to stop and pick you guys up a couple crawlers from Dialectic, and I already knew what I was going to get him. But that's I good... wasn't 100% sure which one to go with for you. So. Mm, I gotcha. Well, that's a very good cover. So good work on coming up with an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know I'm that predictable in uh, what I might enjoy. <laughs> What if that's the true meaning behind the question, though? I have to ask why IPA on the list? It's <laughs> like putting cherry in an old fashioned. What kind of BS is this? Actually, I was listing off everything that Dialectic has on their brew board. <laughs> so oh, I, I left that the sounds IPA like another good there. excuse right there. The uh, the one I was going to give Howard is the Wee Heavy Scottish Ale. Oh, okay. So I figured that was a nail easy one to pick for you. So that's probably a good choice. Probably a good choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the next time I'm on, I'll probably pick those up and bring those for you guys too. So I can't help but look at the run sheet, and somebody put on here history with Howard question mark, and it wasn't me. I, um, I put that on there. I wasn't sure if you wanted to discuss the Abner O'Neill a little bit more again or not. See, um, I knew it. My detective skills are still honed to a T. Look at that. I called it. I would debate that. You still haven't caught the murder bird yet. I haven't gone out and looked because it's low on my priority list. <laughs> if he takes you out at the ankles or the knees, you're still going to be alive. So it's fine. <laughs> Pecks an ear. I, you're you're gonna be okay. Maybe a couple days in the easy chair. It's what you need. Some relaxation. So I'm helping the murder bird help you. Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I I can talk a little bit about uh, the Abner O'Neill. Um, I don't know as much as some of the other folks in the agency, mostly because that one is kind of considered more of a, an archaeological site. Um, and so therefore I don't get as many dealings with, but uh, yeah, for those who maybe have missed us talking about in the past, the Abner O'Neill was a steamship that ran along the Missouri river uh, that unfortunately sank, uh, including with its cargo of uh, wheat Um and the, it's one of those things, like, any time that the river is low, you can actually see the remnants of it. And we've been trying to learn a bit more about it. 
Um, it's a little hard on a couple of things. One was people did find it on their own. And so there are landowners in the area who then went out, like it was their like family outing, go out to the shipwreck in the river by our you know place and stench, um, which you should never do. Um, in fact, we're actually as an agency dealing with a, uh, a guy who has been going around getting permission to do these amateur archaeological digs around the site um, at historic site locations. Uh, and he's been collecting uh, bottles is really what he's into. But he's pulling artifacts out. Um, most of these are outhouse um, and privy locations. Um, and it, it came up because he's he contacts private landowners, but he also contacts local museums and such. And the thing is, according to North Dakota Century Code, uh, it is illegal to uh, <clears throat> basically do an archaeological dig without a permit and being a uh, licensed and permitted archaeologist. So, um, so keep that in mind if any of you are thinking, boy, I'm going to go find me some uh, relics and artifacts. That's uh, not good. Derek, I, I can't help but notice this. Kinner seems to be cleaning up his carpet. Did we miss something on, on this? I'm, I, yeah, I think so. I'm guessing uh, cat vomit, but that's just a guess. Mm. Based on mm. being a cat owner myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's, mm. it's too bad we can't put the focus over on him. No. No, we can't. Um, and he muted it, so, you know, that, that doesn't help. Um, yeah. Mm. That's okay. We're now talking about it, so it'll be in the episode. So. Right. <laughs> but but I also note how he chose during the history with Howard section to do this. So right. it tells me what his excitement level is. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's, you know, so we've been dealing with this, this amateur archaeologist. And, yeah, our executive director had to put out a thing to the uh, North Dakota Museum listserv that basically said, uh if somebody comes to you and says, I'm an amateur archaeologist, uh, you should refer them to Century Code that says it is illegal uh, to do that without a permit. So, fun fact. But anyway, there were landowners who pulled stuff off of the wreck of the Abner O'Neill. Uh, but with the uh, river being low last year, we were able to do some uh, very different things, including flying our uh, new uh, drone over. I believe it has an 8K camera on it. So we were able to get some uh, very, very, very nice high-def uh, emission footage of it. I think they also did a flight with a multi-sensory uh, camera as well. So it'll be interesting to see that footage. One thing of interest uh, that they have kind of learned about it from the wreckage is apparently when it hit the snag, because it was going downriver, um, it actually, when it hit the snag, it actually turned and cycled around. So the boat is currently pointing upriver, um, but it, it should have been going downriver at the time of the wreck. So uh, just an interesting detail we've learned as we continue to kind of learn about this wreck and explore the uh, wreckage of it. So really, it's a, it's a cool piece of uh, history. And I will, of course... Put some links in the show notes. So if you want to learn more or see some of the video footage we took of the Abner O'Neill, uh, it's right there for you. And there we go. It's been a long time, but that's been a history with Howard segment. Good thing we got that intro for you. 
Yeah, except now future Howard's got to remember what music file he uses to go along with that. Good thing we have an archive on YouTube <laughs> and on uh, <clears throat> various podcast sites that yeah. you can find at beerbluesbs.com. You're going with all the cheap plugs tonight, aren't you, Kidder? I mean, not all of them. Seems like every time I'm on. Yeah, I I have noticed that correlation. Local geek is on. Kidder goes cheap plug crazy with it. I'm guessing he thinks that because you're on, it brings in all the views. So he's trying to capture the largest audience uh, with these. Maybe. Unfortunately, the last time I was on, we proved that that's not true. I only have one that I think was in the top 20 episodes. <laughs> mm. Well, that maybe right. things have changed. I'm not going to go look at those stats right now. <laughs> <clears throat> that's a future Howard thing if he wants to. If not, whatever. People can look for themselves at beerbluesbs.com. I don't know that that gives stat numbers on that. So um, sorry, everybody who just went on a wild goose chase over that. Um, uh, so. Only see the most viewed YouTube videos. Well, that you could do. Mm -hmm. That you could do. Mm -hmm. Or just watch all of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will say the top three are all Howard's Cave of Wonder. Um, I wonder why. Because it's a damn good show and everybody should check out Howard's Cave of Wonder. I was thinking just, you know, good content and popular references. But yeah. <laughs> I like my answer too. better, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, if, if anybody is wondering, uh, and I kind of alluded to this, um, I am not quite in my right mind uh, tonight. <laughs> or ever. <laughs> yeah, it's been a week. Um Peter, I talked about this a little bit on our uh, St. Patrick's Day episode, which at the time of us recording this isn't out yet, so Derek will know nothing of this story. But anyway, um, to, to remind people of, the, of this, um, a year ago um, for St. Patrick's Day, our wellness committee at work decided to have a bit of fun and hid these plastic... Uh, gold and green coins throughout the employee areas of the Heritage Center. And if you found one, you could turn it in and claim a prize. And I decided to have a little bit of fun, and I found one of these coins, and I hid it uh, away for a year and put a little tiny post-it note uh, in the spot where I found it that said IOU and uh, just let it be and... Uh, it drove a lot of people in my division uh, crazy because there's supposedly this coin hidden in our division and nobody could find it. Um, there was a lot of looking for it, uh, a lot of frustration um, and such. So anyway, Kidder, I decided, and this was all I decided back then, that I would take and I would uh, return the coin a year later, but at the same time, I would... Uh, have it surrounded by a small uh, faction of leprechauns. And I proceeded to go out to Reaper Miniatures and purchase every leprechaun figure they make, which they make, uh, well, at the time that I did this, they made five. Um, of course, they added one this month, so I had to get that one. So six. And of course, I wanted a set for myself. So Kidder, I now had 11 leprechauns to paint and um, just due to life 
and the craziness that I have going on uh, right now. Um, I ended up, by the time I got around to that project, I had three days to do it. So um, basically the last kind of three days, um, so Tuesday, Wednesday, was it Tuesday, Wednesday? This, is, this will show just how tired I get. Uh, it would have been Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, I spent uh, down here at my painting desk painting these fun little leprechauns. Here's Finn. Drinking a beer. So painted 11 of them. There's him, uh, the, the new one, which I enjoy. Is this lovely fiddle playing one. Um, and those are the big guys. Uh, the original uh, Reaper Leprechauns were actually much smaller. <laughs> so much tinier details and all that fun. But, Kidder, I was up until anywhere from 1 to 2 in the morning uh, for those three nights painting all of these. So I haven't had a lot of sleep this week. And then um, I, I finished in time... And I got to, to my division, AH&P, and I put the coin back, and I put the leprechauns out, and nobody caught, saw me do it. And I'm like, all right, I just have to wait for the email saying that the coins are out and see when, if somebody finds it. Kinner, the person who's in charge of putting the coins out is our, uh, our former classmate who's in archives. You'll know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, due to the uh, the time change, thank you, Daylight Savings Time, and now I have one more reason to hate Daylight Savings Time, our security system was off an hour. So because of that, the door to our division was locked. She couldn't get in. She didn't hide any coins in AHP and put out an email saying, sorry, there are no coins hidden in AHP. So now nobody was going to look there for the coin, therefore rendering my entire joke void. I may have sent her an email saying I was disappointed in her. I think it just has to play the long game now and uh, hold on to it till next year. Well, here's here's what then happened, Kidder. I, I was, uh, again, a bit spiteful and sleep deprived. So I may have found another coin. And I may have taken that one. And uh, we might get to repeat this, minus me painting them all, next year as I return that coin. Um, but I told her that she would get revenge. Uh, she later found out what I was up to. Um, <laughs> so that was great. But I may have found some of her other coins. I actually ended up finding six in total on Thursday. And I may have relocated some of them to other <laughs> spots. Therefore, throwing her tracking system uh, into disarray. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> Listen, I gave up sleep for three nights. I was a little spiteful. Is that chaotic <laughs> neutral? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much. Um, so, on top of all that, Kidder, and Kidder, you already know about this, but uh, I'm sure the local geek will appreciate this. So last night I was uh, I was working to upload the uh, the episode that came out tonight, um, which is our episode fifty, 
And we had a problem, Kidder, with the video, the way that it uh, rendered. So I ended up having to re-render it last night after I had talked to you and after we had recruited uh, Derek to be on this episode. So I started the render over. Premiere said, hour and a half is all it'll take to make this happen. I'm like, great. It's only 9 o'clock. It'll be close to 11, but uh, I can uh, I can handle that. And... Uh, yeah, eleven. <laughs> That's what Premiere said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It rendered it all out, but it hadn't encoded it. And uh, I gave up at about midnight, Kidder, because I had to travel to Mysick today, so all the way up by Williston, and that meant I had to get up at four thirty in the morning so I could be there when I said I was going to be there. So I went to bed at midnight. I should have gotten, you know, I was get, planning to get up at 4.30, so I should have gotten roughly four and a half hours of sleep. I think, if I'm doing my math right. Anyway, uh, Junior got up in the middle of the night, and uh, Lefty tried to get him back to sleep, but he was being very um, sniffly. He's kind of been having some allergy stuff and such. And so she needed to... Give him a little uh, nasal spray to help clear that out, which he hates. So she needed somebody to hold down his hands so she could do it. So I got the wake-up call at like 4 in the morning. And uh, yeah, so I'm running, I believe, kid around like three and a half hours of actual sleep um, total. Plus seven hours in the car. All of which listening to god-awful terrestrial radio. Let's play a quick game, guys. We'll call this. Well, you guys know the uh, the game: two truths and a lie. Mm. So let's see if you can spot which of these radio things actually happened, and which one I am just making up. So the first one: all of the classic rock stations, whenever. I tuned into them today. We're playing ZZ Top. While tuning mm. into NPR, I got to listen to a lovely section about periods and why we need to talk about them more and about the menstrual cycle. Or three, I got to listen to some of the worst DJs on ever who kept using the same line about the best rock ever, no matter what song they were playing. So which one is the lie? One, two, or three? Hmm. I will go with one. That was going to be my choice, too. It's easy top. You would be wrong. I kid you not. Uh, I had two classic rock stations I got for most of the trip, and each time I'd switch back and forth, they were playing a ZZ Top song. How, yeah. how, how is that possible? Uh, you know, I don't know, but it was one of those things like I'd flip back and each time I was also coming in like during the instrumental part on it. So I'd be like, wait, is this easy top again? <laughs> and when you're only on three and a half hours of sleep, it's kind of one of those ridiculous things where you're like, am I, am I awake right now? This is, seems too much of a coincidence. So that leaves hmm. two and three, which one's the yeah. lie? Um, I'll go with number three. Yeah, that seems 
the the second one just seems like it was too obvious to not be the lie. <laughs> you know, you think that, and it really did surprise me though that when I turned on NPR and that's what the conversation was. Mm-hmm. But uh, yep, you guys are now right. Yep, the third one is the uh, is the lie. Yeah, I listened to about five ten minute discussion about how we as a society need to talk about periods and the menstrual cycle more. Yeah, it's good to have you know good punctuation, and no matter what you're doing, I'm also all for proper education on punctuation. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired too, but I don't have any good reason for it. <laughs> yeah. So I got back um, a little bit, like right at seven o'clock, and uh, tried to take a nap. In fact, Lefty was kind of nice. She took uh, Junior out to dinner with her parents so I could take a nice hour long nap. And then some schmuck called me, <clears throat> woke me up right before I uh, dozed off. I'd have to say it's because some other schmuck didn't text me that he was back in town so I could drop off the beer. Um, yeah, that was my fault, but mostly it was because my phone uh, died on the... Uh, oh, man. This sounds like the the river. It's just, just getting higher and higher with all those tears. Yeah. I, listen, I, I ended up talking to Lefty a good portion of my drive home so I didn't fall asleep. So, but, uh, I did see Kidder where some guy was on the side of the road. Uh, and it, from what I can tell, it looks like his tire, like completely popped and shredded and dropped his car, like straight onto the interstate. Hmm. That was quite, they were out there changing the tire, but like his bumper was off and it was, uh, like, man, you're having a bad day. That that does so. happen. Any uh any crazy experiences like that happen to you there, local geek? Uh not recently. I did uh remember though a story, well not a story, a, a thing that happened to me when uh Howard was giving his little quiz there. There was one time I was listening to uh Octane on XM. And I don't remember what the song was. It wasn't one I was real big on or an artist I wasn't real big on, so I changed over to Turbo. And the exact same song was on on Turbo. Mm-hmm. It was like 30 seconds off from where Octane had it. I've had that happen a lot to me because I'll switch between Octane, Turbo, and Rock Bar. So plenty of potential for variety. I don't know how many times it happens where I turn it. It's Rage Against the Machine. On Octane. So I turn it. Rage Against the Machine on Turbo. What the hell? Go to some like Rock Bar at ZZ Top. Okay, whatever. Happens again. I have <clears throat> System of a Down on Octane. Flip it. System of a Down on Turbo. Flip it. System of a Down on Rock Bar. Who programs this? Stop with this dumb programming. Get some more tunes. Or you keep going to Lithium because that's next on my preset list. And you hear the same freaking band There's Rage Against the Machine, or then there's Pearl Jam, or the Red Hot Shitty Peppers, or something else. Like, play more bands! Play other songs! It's not difficult. How do I know this? Because I was number one per capita in the country for two and a half years for doing that. 
you play other songs variety well how do you get familiar with the song listen to the show every day i don't know yeah it's not like i didn't know what i was doing yeah i i will say like the classic rock stations i was listening to uh today i they were playing variety uh kidder but it was they were playing stuff that was like so obscure like they play something like really like okay i know this one i got it like okay like zz top and then like the next song would be some super obscure song i'm like i have never heard this before ever i'll uh change the station but the number of times that it went from like super well-known classic rock standard to something that it's like who and sometimes like i would make it through the whole song and they, they announce who it was and it's like yeah okay that's a, a big name artist but you know this is like track 13 off their like second album you know that nobody listened to or you know like i heard an acdc song today that like i had never heard before takes talent yeah it does take talent it was a good song um you know if i felt like hey we should go for copyrighted music on this show and make an excellent theme song because it was <laughs> it was about drinking so but uh yeah it uh i uh I, i'm kind of over terrestrial radio um so i might have to actually finally break down and go get a mp3 player so i can listen to something else on these road trips and such uh get kidder audio player so then you can download yeah, I, some spotify tracks from the killer kidder show yeah i'll get right on that uh kidder i i couldn't help but notice you flipping off the uh the computer screen though uh, that tells me either the sioux or the avs are losing you want to give a quick update hmm. All right. I was holding on to it for uh, our, our hockey update, but you know what? <clears throat> no time like the present. UND officially loses to Western Michigan 4-2. to two. The Sioux had brought it within one, so it was 3-2. to two. Pulled the goalie. The uh, Western Michigan um, Mustangs or whatever lame mascot they have ended up swiping it into the empty net and picking up the 4-2 victory there. So uh, that is in the NCHC quarterfinal tournament or whatever, frozen face-off. So I don't know if they play again, but they're not playing for the championship, I'm pretty sure, which we already won the Penrose Cup for the NCHC. So <laughs> does it matter? Because we won the cup? Doesn't matter. I mean, as winning the cup, then uh should be going to the NCAA frozen face-off actual tournament for the championship. So there's that. But uh, and the, the other uh, cheer was for the Colorado Avalanche 
playing in Denver this evening, and uh, they are playing the San Jose Sharks. Avs are currently up to nothing. Which is a shame for Farva, because if I recall, Farva's team was the Sharks. Yes, yes. But <clears throat> is it a shame? Because the Avs are winning. Well, no, well, it's a shame for Farva. That's what I was saying. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Meh. The Sharks should yeah. always lose. Whatever. Um, do you do you want? Since we're talking about like breaking timely news. Apparently, Cody Rhodes has officially signed with WWE. Officially. We'll officially maybe see it by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, again, not surprising. It's been the rumor for about a month now. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now you're jumping around. I thought you were going to give the other piece of information under the hockey update, but <clears throat> oh, see that's also it's depressing. So it's just a depressing triple B sports update because Tyson Jost, our dude, fighting Sioux champion, Colorado Avalanche player extraordinaire for five or six seasons now. Traded off the team, not only just traded, but to the freaking Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Why? I will say, so it was for a player-for-player player trade. And I will also say with Jost, a classy guy, because he had a place in Denver, right? So Jost contacts the dude who he was just traded for and said, hey, I have this place. You're welcome to stay at my place because I, well, you're looking to get a place of your own. Like, dude just got traded. This is how good of a dude Tyson Jost is. Come on, just killing me. But I wanted to share... Uh, because the Sioux shop ended up having some uh, uh, some cool stuff, including this uh, Tyson Jost magnet right here. Uh, pretty bad with the focusing as uh, per, per use, but uh, I'll just read it. <clears throat> Shows his hometown, what his major was. His uh, UND hockey career was the 2016-17 season where he helped to win the championship, uh, the NCAA Division I men's hockey title. He had uh, 33 games played, 16 goals, 19 assists, and 35 points. And right at the bottom, drafted number 10 overall by your Colorado Avalanche. So there's that. And then uh, they also mentioned that they have uh, some some real cool coin action. And so again, here's the the overall information on the coin itself. Had number seventeen when he was with the team, and 
the uh, uh, the mint of of the coin and whatnot, <clears throat> and then uh, the coin itself looks pretty sweet too. Which of course, you know, why why would it focus? It's it's the same picture as on the magnet, but a higher quality. <laughs> if it, it's not going to anyway, around it says University of North Dakota hockey, and then on the back of the coin is the Ralph Ingolstead Arena, home of the Fighting Sioux. It'd be really sweet if it focused, but it won't. And then I also picked up uh, Jonathan Taves' coin as uh, captain of the Blackhawks. But uh, limited edition of uh, only 5,000 of them, their coins. So happy that I was able to pick up one of those from the Sioux shop. And then there's Tave's information, which, you know, again, trying to focus, right? Focus there. Look there, at that. Stop. <laughs> <clears throat> so really excited about uh, about those. But anyway, there's I, your your hockey update. Very disappointing. Uh, apparently, the new the new guy is supposed to be about the same or better of a player and half the salary as what Jost was making. Yeah, we'll I, see. I heard some. I, I did hear some commentary about that, and it it does sound like yeah, it was kind of an even trade. And the the thought that I was hearing when I was listening to uh, radio was that the reason for this trade, even though like they're very similar um, kind of playing levels and such is more of an attitude adjustment. Uh, Apparently this guy who was on the wild was unhappy being on the wild and ended up being benched a couple of times. Um, And so basically I, I think it was Minnesota was looking to get rid of him, not because he was necessarily a bad player, but because of his, attitude and he wasn't fitting in with their culture uh which i think we talked about in a previous episode they are trying to change their culture which is why we saw them get rid of uh zach parisi and ryan Souter. so that is part of that and that's where and for us it clears up um some room uh especially since there's still rumors it's like a one and a half trading. million in cap space i think yeah and there's thought that that was being used so we could bring in somebody like um, Claude Giroux. So the talk with him is a- that he's likely going to, to the Florida Panthers. Abs are still nah. in that trade allegedly, but uh, he's supposed to be going to Florida. Um, the other rumor I saw in an article is that Jost wanted to be traded two years ago. And I'm like, really? I mean, the, the way that he, he was always hardworking on the team, the way he was always smiling. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, he gets smoked in the jaw. His jaw gets broken and, and by a puck, mind you. He has root canals to fix the teeth that they could save. He wears the, the fishbowl to protect his head, and he's still out there playing. Like, Clearly, you like the team and your teammates. You don't want to let them down. And that ah, we're going to trade you the day after your birthday. 
That's, nah, I, I don't like it. Not a fan. And I know Derek isn't a fan. I mean, look at him. <laughs> Derek is just like waiting for us to finish like the hockey talk, the wrestling talk, and get back to like what's on tap and other topics that he can contribute to. <laughs> oh, he can contribute. I mean, being a fighting Sioux fan such as ourselves, he clearly is upset about Jost going to an inferior team. <laughs> He's just smiling. (laughs) Thanks, man. Leave me hang out to dry. Dry like my glass. I'm surprised he's not playing with the filters yet. (laughs) (laughs) Give it about three minutes. He's got to find the option because they keep moving that shit in the options in here. Oh, you want to look at this? Click this button. And then are you sure? Can you click OK to look at this? You want to use this? Click OK. Is this is a preview? You have to actually click OK to make it OK. Whatever. <sighs> yeah. So here we are. Another day, maybe in the future. I mean, I will keep hoping that Jost will get traded back to the Avs and then we can cheer for him again. Uh, it, it was also super weird to see. Uh, Parisi, because he's playing for the Devils now, if I'm correct. He, I think he's playing with Zajac. I, 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 who is he playing with? I, he, he's on a team with other former UND players, and it was cool to see his his name and number next to other former Sioux players' names and numbers, even though they're playing the Avalanche, and they lost. The, the Abs won. Maybe they should play for the Avs. <laughs> He's playing for playing the island with the Islanders right now. The New Jersey Island or New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there, there's that. So their roster. Where's their roster? How do you use this website? Why is it? It's garbage. Just trash. Why is it trash? I don't Let's know. I don't see. know which website you're on. Uh, Clutterbuck's on that team now. The the Islanders Ooh. page. I just wanted to look at the damn roster. <laughs> uh, Clutterbuck nobody's used to really play for cared the about. Wild. He was a dink. Oh. I was going to say, nobody has cared about the Islanders since they lost the uh, Fisherman logo. Chara plays for him. And... Uh, Oh, yeah. Semyon Varlamov is uh, one of their goalies. Hmm. So he was doing really, really well in the beginning of that game. And then the, the Avalanche just started peppering him with shots. And then he, he uh, let four in, I think, is what it was. So go Avs. Yeah. <sighs> do you want, I was going to say, do you want to hit the uh, one? Thing we have under the wrestling update or do you want to do what's on tap round two i think uh <clears throat> this would be a great tie-in before what's on tap uh, of course the news uh, last weekend after recording uh you know the previous episode 
of uh, Scott Hall ending up in the hospital after apparently suffering heart three heart attacks and then passing away confirmed on uh, the following Monday. So rest in peace, Razor Ramon, and uh, hope you're, you know, up with the rest of uh, the old school talent hanging out with them and doing some crazy shite. No, thanks for the memories. What's your favorite Razor Ramon or Scott Hall match or moment there, Jake? I'd ask Derek, yep. but he's wondering who Scott Hall is. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. Um, I, I had heard of him, but that was about it. Yeah. Uh I think the the best one, Kidder, is his uh, WrestleMania ladder match against Shawn Michaels. Um, And partially because that is what grew the ladder match into something good. Um, Before that, ladder matches tended to be just a, here's a ladder, and we're going to climb it. And all they really did was the slow climb to the top. There wasn't the spots. There wasn't using the ladder as a weapon. There wasn't... Uh, things that you uh, that we now come to love and enjoy about a good ladder match. It was just the the slow crawl, and that was it. That was like all that gimmick was. Um, it's kind of like the door on a steel cage where they're just doing the, like, <laughs> the doors open. I now have to move half the speed to crawl. Yeah, um, but that was a probably one of the better uh, moments. Um, him getting pinned by the uh, one, two, three kid uh, because the kid had been a jobber uh, on Raw and such. And the fact that he got the pin over Scott Hall, it it was kind of the first time that made you actually think, wait, a jobber can win a match? Um, you know, so those are, yeah. those are some of the better kind of old school moments uh, with Scott Hall and as Razor Ramon. So. Mm-hmm. I'd say really any of the NWO uh, classic stuff for me. You know, I wasn't a big WCW guy at all. I mean, I'm, I'm still not. I, I really don't have the interest in going back and watching WCW. But even the, the adaptations when they brought back NWO in WWE back... Oh, shoot. What would that have been? 2002 to 2004, somewhere in there, when uh, NWO was taking over some stuff. And then they brought back DX, and they were feuding and whatnot. Definitely not when they brought back NWO and uh, DX to fight in Saudi Arabia. I still haven't watched that, and (laughs) I I don't want to because that was apparently... um, pretty bad Howard's thing or was that no that wasn't a DX and NWO that was DX and uh, uh, the uh, Brothers of Destruction that match was supposed yeah, they, supposedly terrible there was actually a DX versus NWO encounter it was at Wrestlemania as part of the Triple H versus Sting match you had uh, DX yes. come out and then you had the NWO come out and um, we have spent more time talking about it than it really deserves because it was pretty bad. Pretty, uh, pretty bad. 
<clears throat> Sounds good to me. Perfect. So uh, rest in peace, Scott Hall. We'd ask Derek what his favorite moment was, but uh, we'll just say uh, NWO and then uh, good to go. So what's on tap? Round two. We're bringing the deuce. And uh, I pull out of the fridge tonight since we only had three point, uh, would you say 3.2% in the Abner this evening? 3.8. 3.8. Okay. Well, we're going to going to kick it up a notch. I am bringing the vodka lemonade, uh, strawberry and honeyberry, apparently from dogfish distilleries. I know it just does not want to focus on it. Uh, there's the, the nice can with the uh, lemons and strawberries. This scratch-made cocktail is inspired by visits to our friend's Honeyberry Farm in coastal Maine. We first distill our vodka with honeyberries, then put it with the strawberries and blend it with the house-made lemonade. The uh, triangulation of these three complementary fruits makes for a cocktail of unparalleled distinction. Again, Dogfish Head Distilling Company, and they are in Memphis, Tennessee, in Lacrosse, Wisconsin, with the Boston Beer Company. Off-centered people drink responsibly. Um, ready to drink, scratch made to drink, and it is seven percent alcohol per volume and three hundred fifty-five milliliters. No other cool things like Ball Corporation or uh, you know. Other interesting facts. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and pop this thing open. I'm hoping it smells of strawberries. And yep, there's a strawberry. There's a little bit of the lighter fuel and uh, lemonade. Hmm. Hmm. You know, there's a nice blend to it. Kind of tastes like uh, gasoline, but that's just maybe the lemon. <laughs> so, tastes like gasoline smells. Yeah. It's not too bad. We'll see how the rest of it goes, and I'm sure by the end of it with the 7% alcohol, that'll help push me over the edge for it. What do you guys have? I think Local Geek has a second Abner, if I had to guess. I sure do. I just filled my glass up. Very anticlimactic, but uh, I very know. good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's okay. Let, let me let me save it. Skills, right? Well, let me let me save you, Derek. I'm having water as my uh, second drink, so that's right. Making this even light. more. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Although I do, you'll uh, you'll appreciate this, uh, Derek, because uh, it's in an episode that's not yet out yet, so you haven't seen it. But I ended up drinking three Bud Lights uh, as part of the St. Patrick's Day episode because I have a giant St. Patrick's Day uh, mug. And I said to Kidder, I said, you know, I've been drinking so many weird and different beers on this show that, uh, yeah, Bud Light is pretty tasteless now after, you know, drinking lemon stuff that punches you in the face or tastes like you're licking a pine tree and things like that is just... Yeah, yeah, it's just not that uh, exciting. So, no, I'm just having some plain water just because, again, 
being as sleep deprived as I am, um, I don't need to add hungover on top of everything. Um, so just water for me. But uh, yeah. So uh, I see somebody put bones on the uh, run sheet, and I was excited to talk about bones because everybody knows I like talking about bones. But then somebody put not those bones. So uh, I got disappointed again. But uh, oh, yeah. I, I think you'll still be kind of excited. I actually uh, put that on there because I thought it was something you might be interested in specifically because I know you were uh, excited about my 3D printer when you were over here. So my wife found this and asked me if I could print it for her. It is a life-size human skull that is held together with magnets. Nice. It's really cool. That is really cool. Whose head? I don't know, <laughs> but it's uh, 18 different pieces and it's as anatomically correct as he could make it without the teeth like falling out and things like that. And then I've also been printing uh, little backbone pieces. These ones are not uh, life size scale, but I think they were like three quarter scale if I remember right. Interesting. So are you uh, trying to make your own human over there in the like a uh, hard way or or what what's what's going on no it's just kind of a fun little thing that was out there the same guy that made the skull made the backbone so i was like oh i've still got leftover white filament i might as well print that off and so i've been doing that and are you using uh pla or abs filament pla hmm. should see if i can find the correct 3D printer format, so then you can print me a phaser rifle. <laughs> .stl is what I'd be looking for. Ah, okay. STL. Let's write that down right over here. Have, I don't know if I have enough uh, length on my camera here that you can see the filament I've been working with recently that I just bought. It's this uh, shiny blue color. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So how long did it take for the, the skull to, to print? Because that's always interesting to to hear kind of what the print time is for some the, of these. The biggest pieces were like the frontal bone and the two pieces of the parietal on the back. And those were, I think, around 10 hours a piece. Um, okay. A lot of the, the smaller ones, like the, uh, the pieces that are inside the nose and the temporals and things like that, they took an hour or less for a lot of those. And then the lower mandible and the upper the maxillas that was two pieces uh, i think those were like five hours a piece so it was, it was probably around 24 or 30 hours total of printing and that's and, like an what, ikea thing that you would get because you had to put the whole thing together yep with a youtube video to follow along there's uh over 100 magnets holding the thing together hmm. yeah I think wow I think there are 70 magnets that are eighth inch in diameter and almost 40 that are quarter inch in diameter. That's uh, that is quite the, uh, the project. So uh, yeah, it was, I think it was in the, uh, the bonus episode that we did where uh, we brewed a beer with you that we, uh, we touched on the fact that you had a 3d printer. Kidder was more interested in the flamingo you had on the shelf. Um <laughs>
we'll have to have you back on when when they're ready then <laughs> you can tell us about a little bit more right taste profile and what you've been up to <laughs> and why you have pink flamingos that's what your question is he's got a what? 3d printer okay yeah why 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 maybe that's where the flamingos came from <laughs> did, the, did the flamingos come from the 3D printer? No? I don't okay. remember for sure where they came from. I think they came from Menards. Okay. Well, now you killed that. That I could know. have been the cliffhanger. I know. <laughs> but uh, what what type Flashy. of 3D printer do you have? <laughs> uh, mine is, uh, the brand is XYZ, and it's the uh, Mini W model. So I'm I'm limited to a six inch print bed. So actually, the base for this skull I had to have somebody else print for me because it's just just barely bigger than my six inch bed. Do you do a lot of three D printing and such? I kind of go or is it just spurts when I find some cool stuff. Um, what I'm actually using that blue filament for is uh, experience tokens for a game that we're just picking up to play once a month called Numenera. It's a role playing oh. game. Mm-hmm. So I, I figured uh, I'd print off some cool tokens for that instead of normally we just use like a little wood disc. Yeah. New, new, uh, okay. Tired Howard can't say it, but it's by Monty <laughs> Cook, if I recall. Yes, it is. I, I think I actually have a, a Reaper Bones figure for it. Oh, cool. I think it's primed up. I just don't think I ever got it painted. Whatever that is. <laughs> It's a fun game. I, we've played it before, and then uh, I guess they've revamped some of the rules for it, so it'll be interesting to see what's changed. We haven't started yeah. playing yet. We built characters. Uh, we play the first Sunday of the month, so on the first Sunday of March, we created our characters. Nice. My character is yeah. a Delver, which uh, they're basically like scavengers. They go through like the mines and whatnot, and they'll scavenge the parts. The premise of the game is like eight civilizations of risen and fallen since the current civilization that we live in so it's like a billion years in the future and you just find stuff like you find a cell phone and have no idea what it might have been used for yeah i'm not that familiar with it it was more of like as i said i have one model for it i think it's oh, i even forget it was some like mutated bear figure oh cool uh, i just thought it was i just thought it was cool was was really the it's like oh that's a cool thing i'll i'll paint that so um I haven't played that one, um, so but I, man, I haven't had a uh, a good chance to do any role playing uh, since my group disbanded after the end of the uh, Star Wars campaign I was running. So that was yeah. We haven't we haven't played since the little guy was born, so it'll be good to get back into it. And once a month is an easy enough schedule to be able to not get overwhelmed with it. Oh no, wait, I did play one on. We did. Uh, Jo- uh, my uh, friend Jonah, uh, he's a big fan of the Dungeon World system, and he, I, we played a small campaign uh, before he uh, moved to the cities, uh, which was interesting because uh, the character I ended up playing with it, you kind of choose a class, and then it, it you have um, moves that you can do. Um, so, like, I was playing a fighter. So one of my moves was, you know, bend bars, kick open the door, which meant that I could break stuff, basically, if I, on a particularly good roll. And uh, the character I I played was uh, this fighter, but I didn't play it like the usual fighter. It was a guy who had been raised by bears and thought he was an actual bear. 
oh, that's his name cool. was Runt. <laughs> and so it was just this guy. Like, I just role-played him like he thought he was a bear. And it was, uh, it ended up having a really, like, Jonah is this amazing creative mind. Um, he's, uh, in his spare time, he's an art uh, fabricator. He uh, he does a lot of props and cosplay pieces for people. Um, he actually did art direction for a uh, short film and won like an award in every film festival that the film was entered in for art direction. Cool. And you know Jonah, um, yeah. <laughs> Derek, uh, but he he he's such an interesting person to play with because he 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 ran with it and it turned into this really crazy thing of my character meeting this like great bear spirit. And so then becoming a paladin to the great bear spirit. Um, but then having a huge identity crisis when somebody finally proved to him that he wasn't a bear. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was just an awesome character. I, uh, I enjoyed playing it to every, every nice. bit and, uh, such. So we played yeah, a the fifth edition game where one of our characters had a, a similar character he was a halfling rogue and he was raised by wolves and he'd never interacted with people so he reacted more like a wolf would than a person yeah it uh it was fun it was a uh it was a lot of fun to uh to do so which was which was good but yeah uh, no i haven't jonah moved to the cities i moved out to dickinson for a year and so that kind of ended my role playing i haven't had a group uh, since so someday when the wee one yeah, gets definitely. older I'll, I'll have to start him in on it so definitely yeah you'd probably be able to jump into our game once in a while if you had the time for it and probably once the new little one gets a little older i'm guessing yeah yeah no it would be uh it'd be fun to do i uh i enjoy it i've, I've had a lot of great game experiences i've had a lot of bad ones um the uh the worst one ever uh, and I'll share this uh, since we already got Kitter kind of bored. Um, <laughs> we were. I'm not bored. I'm looking at 3D models for phaser rifles <laughs> because because why not? And and since since you called me out, since you called me out, you did this to yourself. Okay, so I gotta go over here. Yeah, here's one of them. Here's one. And this one's actually free to download, so that's not so bad. But there's the whole thing. This is kind of a lower, lower definition model, almost I would say, just by the the look of uh, the pieces. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's all the pieces. <laughs> that looks fun. Not, yeah. not really. Um, uh, and then Thingiverse. Huh? Kidder. Thingiverse. Thingiverse. Great place to find free Thingiverse to find STL files that are free. That's where I get most of mine. Well, this one, uh, this one looks better. I mean, twenty-five bucks looks looks better. Of course, this is also the three D render of it, but so yeah. that's the uh, the chip module that. That goes in the side right here of the actual rifle. That in Star Trek First Contact, you see Captain Picard trying to modulate for the uh, against the Borg. So anyway, there you go. 
Continue. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the uh, one of the worst experiences that we had, uh, Derek and Jonah was in on this one. Um, he uh, he had a friend who wanted to to DM, and it was his kind of his first time DMing. And I'm trying to remember the name of the game, but it was kind of a post-apocalyptic uh, is it game. Run? It wasn't Shadowrun. It it was a, a low. It was more indie than Shadowrun. Um, uh, Atomic Highway is what it was. Uh, was the name of the game, and. Uh, he had been playing with some other folks, but he invited me in and I created this amazing uh, character who was a uh, Native American shaman who rode a giant mutated bison was my vehicle. (laughs) It was, it was awesome. And we're, we're playing with this group. And the first time that my, uh, my character because being me and being a history guy, I may have access to things like a Lakota dictionary. And so I may have looked up some like insults in Lakota. Um, Cause I, you know, and such. So I was actually speaking Lakota for a little bit of it as with this character and such. It was, it was very cool. Um, and, but I wasn't a fighter, like had no fighting skills. And the, this, the kid who was DMing, he he's so he's like, this is the story I want to tell. So the village we were in gets attacked, and I'm like, my character slips out, and I rolled it like I rolled a twenty, so I you know critical success to escape, and I'm I'm fleeing, but I can't flee because that ruins his story. So he has somebody actually spot me, chase me down, and the person because I'm a weak character one shots me kills me oh no <laughs> we had been playing for maybe 10 minutes and my character was dead and uh what <laughs> are the other what are the other guys who we were playing was like you can't kill him he's the coolest character he's speaking lakota <laughs> so i got brought back uh to life they decided it was not a uh, fatal wound just for the sake of the game um, nice. That's but, that's kind of how Ashley's cousin does usually when he runs a game. He tries to not kill us, or if he does, he tries to not make it a permanent. He tries to keep it so that the players enjoy the game, not that he's out to kill them. Yeah, but then it uh, it, it devolved into us, like as the party, finding this hideout of this secret group of resistance people and having to go through a set of trials. Um. And with these trials, like only one member of the party could participate in each trial. And uh, so I waited and I waited and I waited for a trial where my character could do something. And we finally get to the last trial. And it's like, clearly, this is this is Howard's time. He gets to do something. And the kid had just clearly ran out of good ideas for what the trials are. And he goes, well, you uh, enter this room and there's a pile of dirt. You need to dig until you find the key. That was it. That was what my trial was to dig a hole. <laughs> like all of the other ones have been like combat or like agility courses or like these crazy puzzles. I dug a hole. And again, like everybody, the whole rest of the great group is like, oh, 
Poor Howard. <laughs> Gets one-shotted, then spends the whole rest of the game waiting for his turn to do something, and when he finally gets a turn to do something, it's dig a hole. We still talk about that game. It's uh, a great example of just really bad DMing. And Jonah tried to help the kid afterwards and like, hey, can I give you some pointers to, to help you out? And the kid didn't want to hear any of it. He thought his stuff was was good. And Needless to say, that ended the campaign. So this super cool Lakota character who I have still in a binder because I have a binder of all my past characters is there. Yep. And uh, maybe someday he'll, I'll, he'll get to come back out of the binder. But, uh, I've got one of those binders too. It's only missing one of my characters. It's my very first character, and I I had to surrender him to the DM and create a new character because of something with the story that happened. And so he ended up becoming the bad guy in the campaign, and we had to ultimately defeat my first character. Yeah, I don't have my first character uh, either. Um, the first time that we play that I ever played D and D, and it was like second edition D&D Advanced was the first one I ever got to to play. And we had looked up the rules. And so my character was a minotaur because I was speaking to Greek mythology at the time. And it's like, minotaur, cool. And uh, got to play several sessions with him and we were having fun. And then we had a new kid who came in and wanted to DM. And he decided that all of our characters were too powerful. So he sent our characters to hell and killed us all. Oof. And that just ended the party. Like he put us up against something we couldn't. Yeah, that ended that game. <laughs> so I don't have that character. I lost that one. But um, yeah. So fun, fun times. Well, Kidder, did you find your rifle? <clears throat> I mean, I just shared those with you guys. So <laughs> I haven't made it yet, but it, it'll look good up over here some point yeah, you'll, have to, you'll have to do some painting to get it to to look right probably because i can only print one color at a time so and i can't stop in the middle and change colors so each piece has to be one solid color and then paint it if you wanted a different color so uh speaking of phasers star trek and things <laughs> like that why am i doing all of these transitions i don't know uh but uh hey what have we been watching lately guys Season four of Discovery ended yesterday. Ooh, yes, it's finally over anymore. for another year. No, I mean, it's it's basically true. And yes, there was crying again. Yes, there was finally resolution, sort of. But it was like very dumb in the simplicity of it. They, f they got communication with these mysterious aliens that this all could have been done in one episode, like make it an hour and a half, plenty of time. They make contact and they talk with these aliens and they're like, you're killing our people. And they're like, we're sorry. And then they stopped the machine, the little th gadget, giant gadget that they had that was like eating planets for a certain material element in the universe. And, the, and they, you know, did what they could to repair the damage in subspace, but they can't bring people back. But with all their technology, they can hold transporter signals in stasis and unfortunately not kill one of the people 
in in there that uh, mumbles. Right? He doesn't mumble. He just like whispers. The love interest of the captain. Just, just bad. And I looked at, uh, you know, on the internet, because of course everything on the internet is true. And uh, came across a couple articles that, uh, you know, season season four finale of Discovery is here and again lets you down. And I'm like, oh, I'm not the only one who hates this. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. And then with Star Trek Picard, another not as good episode, but some pretty good elements within it. And I think uh, at least the local geek would be interested because they're using current day tech to be futuristic. So nice. Very cool. And using some 3D printing as well. Uh, to make pieces to make it look futuristic, but use the current day tech for things. Uh, if you're familiar with the whatever model of Samsung it is, the flip phone looking one. Okay, yep. It's about as wide as your standard f- phone, but it's a flip phone. They ended up p- putting some modding on the back with uh, you know, the 3D printed material and turned it into a tricorder. And I don't know if they just played a video on the screen or if it was, you know, some type of small basic program that just did things and then you clicked it and it would do something similar. Not sure, but or some sort of a green screen I've seen where they put something over the top of the phone that's got an X in the four corners and the camera is able to impose on top of it. Yeah, it it looked pretty good for the resolution. But not saying that that wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities with it. So that's what I watched. Uh, I watched uh, Monday Night Raw. Eh. Uh, I will say watched Wednesday Night Dynamite. And I know we talked a little bit about wrestling, but uh, the championship match in the, the steel cage. Very good. Very good. <clears throat> Very good. And on top of that, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, is no longer the AEW women's champion, Howard Blues. What do you say about that? Yeah, it's, th- yeah, it's Thunder Rosa. Uh-huh. I saw the news. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa. I mean, they were going to have to take the title off of her eventually. But uh... anyway. That's uh, about all all uh, we've been watching. We we watched the the Disney movie Encanto a week or two ago, maybe three now. But that's, whenever that's it came out, one. it wasn't bad. Uh, I, I actually I, en- enjoyed it to to decent degree, and they make a Doctor Who reference in the middle of the movie. Don't know if you caught that. Derek, I know you're not really into Doctor Who, I guess, but actually, I'm somewhat into it. My wife's more into it, but okay. Well, there's still time for you. I I don't know if she caught it though. I'd I'd have to ask her. So when when the uh, all the neighborhood kids come into the house, 
and then they have the the new room for the new kid and they open the door and they look in and they start walking in they're like wow it's bigger on the inside nice Classic. I, I haven't i haven't caught that but that is something i would have caught but mm-hmm. we've we've watched it enough times that i don't pay a whole lot of attention when it's on anymore <laughs> Well, now you have something to pay attention to just for that area of the movie. Anyway, that's really the only Doctor Who reference uh, in that movie. There's also, uh, since we're on this subject and and you've watched it long enough, there is a new version of it on Disney Plus, the sing-along version. So you can put that one on and uh, have the kids sing, sing along to the movie, or I guess you can too if you want, because <laughs> you probably know the the lyrics by now. Oh yeah, they've been stuck in my head. He's actually not wanted to watch it in the last couple weeks, surprisingly. And I don't know if Howard's gotten to this phase yet. Um, the thing he's been wanting to watch lately is not a cartoon. He hmm. has been wanting to watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> He's very into dinosaurs, and uh, he watched it at daycare one time, and he came home, and that's all he's wanted to watch. So now we've watched that like 100 times in the last two weeks. Yeah, we haven't gotten to that. We're still stuck on Bluey or Sesame Street. Oh, Bluey's fantastic. Bluey is fantastic. Um, although I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm ready for like a third season because I've seen them all. <laughs> right. But... Uh, I will say what's what I find great is that Junior has picked up some of the games out of Bluey, so like oh, nice. we play Octopus, uh, you know. So when that episode comes on, he will like if he's sitting in my chair, he'll get up and he'll over to the back of it and do the whole octopus noise and all that. <laughs> um, he has a xylophone, so we we do play the Patrick xylophone uh, game. Nice. Um, so we do that. Um, yeah, so there's some of those games that we have kind of pulled from there, and he will uh, play. So it's uh, it's fun, it's fun. So yeah, it's a it's a good one. Um, my mom has watched a few episodes with him, and um, like the well, there's the one she watched him this week, and so she saw the uh, tickle crabs episode. Oh, on that and. Um, he just happens to have gotten a pair of pajamas for his birthday that have crabs on it. So she was, uh, she babysat him the first day and, uh, that they watched that episode and then he wore his crab pajamas. He refused to take them off so that he could run around and pretend to be a tickle (laughs) crab. Nice. Yeah. It, uh, it's pretty good. It was, uh, was pretty funny. In fact, he uh, he was so insistent that he continued to wear his pajamas that my my mom had laid out clothes for him, and uh, she went to go do something, and he went and he grabbed the clean clothes and threw them in here in his hamper so that they were gone, so that he could continue wearing pajamas. Nice. He's a bit devious. I'm a little worried for the safety of the world uh, with the way that he's gone. So. <laughs> We have found with uh, Jurassic Park, there's one scene that he does not like to watch. And it's the scene where the T-Rex is chasing uh, Jeff Goldblum's character in the Jeep. Mm. That's the only scene that bothers him. The T-Rex is chasing anybody but Goldblum. He doesn't care. <laughs> so we don't know if he's attached to Jeff Goldblum or afraid of him. But Interesting. 
I can't say that I've been really watching anything besides Bluey. Um, <laughs> paint drying. Um, I would say that I like watched something while I was painting, but actually I was so focused I didn't. I actually listened to music, uh, which is rare for me to do while painting. But that's what I was doing. I was I was jamming to tunes as I tried any to stay new, awake and paint. <laughs> any new Straight Line Mission videos? You know, I've uh, I've been on a pause. Uh, from them because I kind of have I think I've found most of the good ones so <laughs> now it's just kind of painful to watch some of them because you just sure. I'm down to kind of like the people who it's like yes they saw the original GeoWizard one and they're like I gotta try this and get views to you know like I'm now down to like the ones who really didn't try all that hard <laughs> uh, like the last one I watched was like three teenagers trying to walk across a nature preserve and like they get to their first like water obstacle and the one's like, Nope, I'm going to walk around it. And he goes and walks around the lake and it's just like, you're not even trying. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I haven't done a look to see any new ones, but uh, the Avs scored. And so Kidder is celebrating. He's not Woo-hoo! interrupting. There's the <laughs> interruption. Go! There you go. There's the goal horn. And that was on a delayed penalty, even. Nice. So they hadn't even stopped the play after the delayed penalty. Nechuskin scores the goal again. Good stuff. So. Nice. Yeah. I've been... I've been watching a YouTube channel one of my coworkers turned me on to called Wristwatch Revival. It's a guy who dismantles and fixes wristwatches and he's got like a really awesome camera set up through his microscope and stuff so you can actually see in pretty good detail all the little tiny pieces and it's really kind of interesting to watch something i could never do i wouldn't have the patience to deal with the small pieces but interesting i might have to check that out sometime just to see what that looks like and if you, the audience, want to uh, as well, I'll I'll put a link down in the show notes for all of you. You're welcome. You, you said you were listening to music, so I was curious what music you might be listening to if there's something new. Because today, Fozzie released a brand new single. And it's pretty good. So, what about you? Uh, nothing new. Uh, really, I just pulled up iTunes and just hit shuffle so it's just kind of shuffling through my entire music library which uh like i i haven't sat there or kidder and figured out like the sheer amount of hours or such of music that i have like you have for the killer kidder show on spotify um but i will say i was surprised a couple of times where i'm like wait a second i have this song um so that was interesting so no just Stuff I've listened to a bunch, but it's been a while since I've listened to kind of through my library, especially since I've been missing my iPod. So, yeah. What about Local Geek? What uh, what tracks are you listening to? What what are you jamming to? Uh, Mostly I just listen to whatever's on Octane. So it's gotten a few new ones. Uh, Shinedown just put out a new one that's been on there. Uh, Coheed and Cambria has got a new one that's been out. There's a few others that have been new on there, but I can't think off the top of my head what they were. 
There's quite a few, and some of them are good, and more of them are bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> but good, good. So Local Geek uh, clearly uh, listening to the Killer Kidder Show playlist because uh, along the same lines there <laughs> of what to listen to. Our kind of last topic on the evening, uh, since this is our big one-year uh, anniversary special, we thought it'd be uh, fun to do a little bit of a retrospective. Okay, I just put it on the run sheet. I don't know if we actually agreed that it would be fun. Um, but thought it'd be uh, a good time to look back at you know, all of the episodes we've done and maybe share some of our favorite moments, our favorite episodes, favorite guests, even talk about some of the uh, past things we've uh you know, hat on the show for what's on tap, things that we remember. How about that intro? <laughs> <laughs> the show intro, not the intro to this segment. <laughs> I know. Local geek is like, what are you talking about? It's the same thing it's always been. <laughs> Joke's on you, local geek. That's okay. So, guys, what are some of your favorite moments from the show? I'll start it off. Uh, one of my favorites was the day you guys came over and we brewed the beer together. That was a really good time, and beer turned out really good, too, so that's a bonus. On location with the local geek, the brewmaster of Triple B, a highlight, because it was a beautiful afternoon, and we got to watch the making of the tasty beverage we would enjoy about a month and a half later. Uh, also... Talking with Blake Bedsall of Saul. Enjoying uh, some of the celebrity statuses and music world and continuing that conversation. And really, just getting together pretty much on a weekly basis and getting to do this. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll throw in one. I'm surprised wasn't in uh, wasn't Derek's. Uh... I bet it's the um, one I was going to say for my next one. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the time I got attacked by the beer uh, Derek made. Um. It's called the Mini DNA. And I can't take credit for the recipe on this one. This one was actually uh, a recipe that was given to me by Dialectic. <laughs> um, when... <laughs> He's squirting a damn beer all over the place. <laughs> We haven't won the Stanley Cup yet, damn it. Cut <laughs> that crap out. As I mentioned earlier, I was celebrate like you have. I was a big customer in 2018. So in early 2019, when we found out that we were pregnant and we're talking to him, I asked him if they would be willing to make a beer to release when he was born and let me help them make it in their brew house. So this is the beer that uh, they ended up making, and they gave me the recipe for a small batch of it. So the name of it is mini DNA, which, uh, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> are you having a shower? <laughs> Good God, man. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> it's a beer. <laughs> yeah. It's fighting pretty good. <laughs> We're going to have to break out the sacrificial hoodie again. <laughs> my gosh he's going nuts over there <laughs> so with uh with my name starting with a d and my wife's name starting with an a we thought dna would be a good name for the beer and then they added the mini to it since it was going to be for the mini version of us 
And awesome. the when we were talking about it, I suggested doing a stout because. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the fastest I've seen him drink in a year. <laughs> oh my god! At the time, they going to be fun. <laughs> At the time, they had. That was a classic that was then followed up by the next one where we had the whole uh, poncho and uh, goggles. So both of those were uh, good moments, classic uh, moments, as they will. Yeah, um, for sure. I didn't spit it back all over the screen, so it must be all right. Well, <laughs> Howie hasn't opened his yet, but I will say... That is some very, very nice tasting notes right there. Good job, local geek again. That's why you're the brewmaster of the trip. Beep. There it is. Good, <laughs> good you. job. Fantastic. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I haven't opened mine, but guys, I am prepared this time to open the beer. I actually have a glass. So, hey, <laughs> we're, we're good there. Right, step one. <laughs> I, I, I have an opener. So, All right. So step good two. There. I have a roll of paper towels. So that was going to be a suggestion after the last one. <laughs> yeah, um, but but I have more. I uh, I went out and I bought a poncho. So <laughs> let's uh, break this out. For anybody who doesn't know, if you go back and watch episode twelve of the uh, of the show. Uh, you'll know why the poncho is needed. This is great. <laughs> he looks like a smurf. <laughs> oh man, we need it. We should have got you. A, we should have got you a bow to put on top of that. Oh, oh, get her. It gets better because again, being prepared. Oh God. Maybe you got the glasses with the windshield wipers on. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be awesome. Oh, he's humming. Uh -oh. oh, he's got goggles. Um, we have uh, some lovely goggles here. <laughs> Hulkamania okay. is running wild on this rain poncho, brother. Listen here, dude. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's he can't even okay. see. He can't even <laughs> see what the hell. Oh, this is great. This is classic triple B right here. <laughs> no, I can't even see where you put the glass. I can't. Are those tanning goggles? Actually, because we've uh, been packing up the house, because we are T minus seven days from the move, uh, the only swim goggles I could find are a pair of juniors infant sized uh, goggles. So uh, these things are, are pretty small, and like my eyeballs are right up on the lens. So this will be interesting. But here we go. Uh, let's see how this. Uh... Ha! Minimum. Uh... Holy crap. <laughs> Say something. It's got a nice head. <laughs> Glad I wore the poncho. I gotta mute myself because I'm gonna laugh too much, and I want I want everybody to see this because this is great. Yeah, 
the episode with uh, J.S. Gunslinger when his phone was going off. I really enjoyed the uh, extended version of that at the end of the episode. <laughs> with the ghost of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, Jake? All right, you know, been going all right. Holy crap. <laughs> I didn't know he was coming over to our houses. <laughs> no, yeah. no, do it, do it good, doing good. I'm almost done with this uh, avalanche beer. So, and your thoughts now that you're like three quarters of the way through? What What are your thoughts? It's all right, Tron. <clears throat> no, I I just thought somebody who's you know going to start playing guitar. You know. <sighs> The late great j- ghost of Jimi Hendrix, everybody. <laughs> Can you play that one off the uh, the one album? <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's some great behind the curtain moments that I like. There was the time that uh, I was changing the run sheet on Kidder because... Uh, we had put the wrong, uh, or I had failed to change the episode number uh, of the show, and so ended up uh, going in and changing it and then locking him out of the run sheet so he couldn't change it back. Um, that was a good one. Date, or the uh, number, as, I, as I'm saying that. I'm like, episode uh, 20 is coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're on episode 18, so... So, so yeah, I mean, this wasn't seventeen. No, this was eighteen. Oh, we did seventeen last seven. week. It says seventeen on the thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. On the rundown, it said episode seventeen. That's oh, why I'm so confused. The, run- the title Where of the, the hell rundown am says, I? Epi- says episode eighteen. Who are you? What is this? This is some bullshit. I'm telling you. Here. Yeah. I, I'm sure the title says episode 18 rundown now, especially especially since you changed it. Because it said 17 before. I'm going to undo your changes. Where the, how the oh, hell Christmas. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why can't I undo? This is some... I'm being censored by Google, damn it. This is crap. Absolute crap. I'm calling shenanigans. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell yeah. you, man. It, uh, it's episode 18. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where's the view? Mode. <laughs> where, where is this shit? Editing. Oh, I need to use Google Docs more. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see how it is. <laughs> I, I just noticed I didn't put the date recorded. Let me, uh, let me fix that there. <clears throat> Oh, what? 
It's almost like somebody went in and changed the permission so you're no longer an editor. I, I, you know. I'm being censored. This is bullshit. Um, there's another one I thought of, too, that was in kind of a behind-the-curtain. Oh, of course. From the uh, episode Drafted, uh, Rum Rock and Rumors was also a, a classic, uh, especially the fact that that was all improvised on the spot. Oh, yeah. Strap in for the hardest rockin' podcast in the world. That's right. This is a locked in show. So grab your beverage, pull up a comfy seat, because we're about to rock your socks off. This is Rum, Rock, and Rumors. And here are your hosts, Howard Rock and Duh, Mark Gibb. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Rum, Rock, and Rumors. Here we are, Rum, Rock, and Rumors. What the hell is this, anyway? Uh, it's the podcast that is clearly a blatant ripoff of a much better Beer, Blues, and BS. I seem to remember that show. Were we, we were on that, right? Like, just now? Just a few minutes ago. No. A few minutes ago? Man, that rum really does something to me. He, he don't ever give me rum. Why are we on this show? Because uh, we were drafted, so we might as well get right into the topic, Skitter. Uh, let's find out what's on the top shelf. Uh, well, it looks like on on your top shelf you have a, a ship, and uh, I I believe that's the movie Pacific Rim. Uh, I think I see something Doctor Who and a couple board games. Well, I did, you know, Kidder, we're talking about top shelf of liquor. I have a lovely uh, key lime rum here that I will be consuming. A key lime I, rum. Actually, actually, the tequila dragon has it. I'll, I'll have to get up and get it from him. But uh, <laughs> the, the tequila dragon? Yes, I have a tequila dragon. So why is there tequila on a rum show? Uh, well, it's not. It's just that rum dragon sounds stupid, so it's a tequila dragon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hear their show's doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should really? go be on that show. We could get some more views. <laughs> Have some better topics. I don't know. Wow. How about uh, favorite episodes? Was there a, a favorite episode that stands out that you, so beyond just a moment, like a whole episode that? Uh, I think it's uh, really what you did with the series. You know, it, your Howard's Cave of Wonder series really very uh, insightful and and interesting to see the whole process for finding miniatures and painting them and the history and story behind them and like your perspective on that. But of course I really enjoyed the Kidder's captain's log series because of all of the Easter eggs thrown in and uh, the shenanigans that you had because I was having a bunch of shenanigans doing the damn thing. And then of course us being able to do this remotely from you know anywhere whether it's las vegas or 
rude boy Kyle's backyard or above an outback in Minneapolis. <laughs> those are those yeah. are some of my favorites too. With a holiday yeah. gas station illuminating the background, just like this light that I have behind me. <laughs> yeah, uh, some that two of the ones that stand out for me, and they're actually fairly recent. But one was the uh, the triple B of Doom episode, where we drank three terrible beers over the course of uh, of the episode. Uh, that one uh, was terrible. was pretty uh, pretty stellar. Um, also, uh, you could go back to Fat Bears and Killer Wedgies. That one I enjoyed very much as well. So th- those were kind of two of my uh, favorites that we have done that stand out to me. I, so, I hate to Derek, pick one you- on my own, but, but Enter the Brewmaster is probably one of my favorites, mostly because of the exploding beer, but... That that really sticks with me. Like anytime I think about the show, that's one of the first things that comes to my mind is the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how how could you not choose that one? I mean, uh, it is it has made it that like I appreciate every time you show up on the show and that you bring us beer, but I kid you not, I fear for my carpet uh, now that I'm in my new place every time you bring me beer. <laughs> Even tonight, and I was up in my kitchen, but I'm like, okay, glass ready. Okay, uh, pry, get ready. Get, oh, okay, yeah, this, one, this one's all right. This tonight. one I <laughs> intentionally undercarbonated, so I appreciate that. <laughs> and actually, I feel like the carbonation on it's just about right where it should be for the the balance of the beer. Yeah. I noticed that too because uh, I, I mentioned it to. Uh, neither of you but uh <clears throat> i was doing the old back and forth a little bit much probably 45 minutes before we started and then i said i was thinking well this could be bad or it could be just right and uh when i popped the top there it was <laughs> Okay, it's good. <laughs> I, just, I was just waiting for something else to come shooting out the side or, or something. I didn't want to ruin these quality threads with the number 13, Elwood. Yeah. So uh, how about some of our favorite guests who've been on? Because as we said, but, but who are some well, of the favorites? Well, I would say, previous? of course, Local Geek, because he brings us and makes us beer and talks about it on the show to help fill content for the show. Unlike Lane, who has not brought us beer that he's been talking about for two months. Eh. Um, I touched on it earlier. Blake Bedsall was, it was a, a, a great guest. Uh, of course, uh, Midnight Rocker 101, the JS Gunslinger, Farva. <laughs> really, all of the guests on the show, Brother Nico. I mean, Brother Nico and Rubla Kyle are kind of like the co-hosts whenever they want to be a co-host. They're just busy doing normal things aside from being on this show. Playing lawnmower so, simulator. Uh, yeah. So I know I'm kind of biased and it's kind of the cheap uh, 
cop-out answer, but all of our guests are great guests, and so we have fun every time with everyone just because it's we don't know what kind of shenanigans we're going to get into for that episode. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, to me, yeah, it's, it's very much that having all the guests and the different perspectives. I mean, that's what made uh, when we did the uh, a new challenger approaches thumbnail. Uh, it was kind of fun to pull <laughs> in all of the guests that I had a good image of uh, and, and work them in. Uh, and there were a couple that got left out, like JS Gunslinger didn't make it on there. Um, I just really didn't have a great image of him. Um, so, oh, I kind of got you a little... great image. You should have let me yeah. know. I could have got you I was a on... great image. <laughs> I was on a deadline. That's okay. He it's gets to be like on the extended. Yeah. It... <laughs> He gets to be on the extended roster when we go turbo, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully in year two. So, um, okay. You know, but yeah, some great guests with that and, and things. And I also got to say, I didn't put it on here, but uh, Kidder, I, I do have to say, I have enjoyed some of the new running gags and inside jokes that have been created purely because of uh, this podcast that wasn't in our kind of normal inside joke uh, things. Things like the uh, no freaking cherry in the old fashioned. Uh, the murder bird has become a more regular thing between us. And yeah, the saying sorry to future Howard, that one happens quite a bit now these days. <laughs> so yeah, lots of apologies toward future Howard. Sometimes also- sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it has, has to happen. Certain f bombs just need to be said. <laughs> He's shaking his head. No, they don't. Yes, there is an appropriate usage of the f bomb. I could just say "buck you" and "go bucks" or something like that instead, and then future Howard would be like, ah, "All right, save me." But it still, it just needs to be said. Everyone's just. The bomb needs to be dropped. You know, Kidder, I, I know you kind of scrub through the episodes after they come out. You don't always get around to watching the full thing, but there was an episode where I did randomly replace words that you were saying uh, with the beep sound effect. No, oh, perfect. Probably made me sound better. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that did happen. I can't remember what episode that was, but uh, I did do that once. So, yeah. I also noticed uh, when you're going through the list of all the guests, I, I think you nailed them all except the gentleman from Indiana. Yeah, that big D, you know, he was on one episode and it took him like 60 episodes to get on the show. And I include all of the wrestling ones because those are the ones that he would actually be interested in. So clearly he just he didn't want to be part of the show. And then finally it was fine. I'm getting complete raz now so i have to be on the show so then these suckers will leave me alone you know, i think that's what it was well and you know what's funny is that when we invited him he's like yeah i'd love to be on the show i i will troll the two of you so hard and then w- like we started it was like episode eight we started calling him out and we actually started kind of the preemptive trolling him and have done it mm-hmm. 
almost every episode. There are a couple episodes where we did miss. Um, Went easy on him. You get a bye yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> so, but and yeah, went, no. He, he missed out on so many opportunities on the both of us. I mean, he has all this material, you know, all of those previous shows that he could watch, but he has to watch them first. <laughs> kind of like Lane. <laughs> yeah. But that one turned out pretty well. Um, I, I'm very happy with some of the editing that occurred uh, throughout the course of that episode, um, especially the mail trucks. <clears throat> that, mm-hmm. that bit was great. Yes, <laughs> that was quality. The racing mail trucks. And uh, our graphics have improved significantly since we started. The visual appearance of our sets and the graphics. I mean, look, we have lights now. How about that? What do you think, Local Geek? Do you like the accent lighting? I do like them. And uh, I've actually got mine on, too. You can't tell too much, but it's it's green. You just can't tell with my regular light on. Here, let me help you. There you go. I help you out. I thought about changing mine to blue when I saw both of you guys had blue, but what the hell? Man? Actually, what the oh. hell? So, Kinder, I think it's uh, pretty easy to say that probably our most popular uh, segment on the show, at least the one that everybody says that they enjoy, is of course uh, what's on tap. And so, you and I have tried a lot of different uh, beers over the course of what's on tap. Uh, and I think you're the one who added this to the run sheet, but what are some of the favorite ones you've had? And what are some of the ones that you completely regret, um, having, ever I wasn't, had? I, I must've been local geek meddling again. So I, I did add that one. <laughs> thanks local geek. Right. There's been, the problem is sometimes we have three of them in episode. I have three of them in episode. So then it's like, what do I really like or what don't I like? Uh, some of them, uh, I will say, uh, I really enjoy the new Belgium brewing mountain time. This one really good as a sponsor of uh, your Colorado avalanche, a very tasty beverage. And this is a, a lager, nice drinkable, crushable lager. Orion's taking a look in there. Uh, the, the standard Shiner Bach, very good. Uh, also, these Zing Zangs, recently, the Bloody Mary and the Margarita. This, the Bloody Mary mix, man, very tasty. Um, I mean, I could go down the list, but some of the, there's just so many good ones. As long as it's not an IPA or not drinking a pine tree or, I don't even really like the uh, the, the super duper duper dark chewing to drink, but I like a Guinness, you know. So it's a dark beer, but not that dark. Hmm. I can't really pinpoint a favorite. Been so many good beverages. I mean, obviously the local geeks beverages that he's he's brewed for us. With the extra blueberry, mm-hmm. that was that was on point. The extra Would blueberry. Would you say you have a favorite of the ones that I brought? Um, I think the 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 one with the blueberry again. The 
the I don't want to say the 2.0. The, the most recent one. Uh, um, the Abner's a close second. I, I meant to the, the blueberries. Or, the, oh, yes. The more recent of the two. Yeah. You get that extra, extra flavor in there, so then you know it's blueberry, not that you've just had 50 samples and you think <laughs> that it tastes good. Yeah. I like that one. Nice, drinkable, like easy drinker, if you will. So, what about, well, all of the beverages you've had on the show, Local Geek, have been your own brews. <laughs> so, Most they're so. pretty much like all your favorites. But I did have a, a dialectic one one time as a mm-hmm. round two. But of, of my beers, my favorite one that I've made that's completely my own recipe is the, uh, the Blue Moon clone that I did. The Luna Azul. Mm-hmm. How about that non created beers um boy my my probably my favorite commercial one is going to be um i like 1554 by new belgium i also really like cold smoke so i would say general in general a scottish is probably my favorite style Uh, obviously howard loves the cold smoke and then if you go to the, the local breweries, uh, Dialectic Sour is probably my favorite. I was actually talking with uh, Trent Luce recently about uh, our show and, and beverages because uh, he's he told me he's gotten into darker beers recently. The darker the matter, <laughs> just uh, kind of the, the chew through your beverage. And uh, he brought up Cold Smoke that he... He discovered it a couple years ago. Oh, yes. Uh, Ryan wants a cold smoke. I don't have any. Derek didn't didn't bring any. <laughs> um, but uh, Trent said he, he got into cold smoke a couple years ago, and he loves it. One of his favorite beers now. And I was like, man, that's uh, that's old news. Um, I've been on that for 12 years, thanks to Howie Blues over there. He's like, oh, they've been they've been around a long time. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how long they were there before that, but I think it was quite a while before I figured it out. <clears throat> but that's a that's another good one. What you say, Howie Blues? Yeah, I, I think you got it right. That I uh, cold smoke is definitely probably the, my favorite thing that I've had on the uh, on the show. And I think when I had that, it was very much uh, I'm having this because it's my favorite beer. Um, period. Um, so. That one was good. Uh, of uh, Derek's beers, oh, I was trying to decide what I like better. Um, I want to say that it was actually the Brill Grease was my favorite, even though it did get me. Um, not as bad as the Mini DNA, which will forever now be at the bottom of my list. No offense <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to its namesake or you know who it was uh, made for. But no, uh, I, I understand you don't really care for the fruited ones generally. So I kind of figured that one either or the blue moon would be at the bottom of your list. Uh, yeah, the, the blue moon clone was actually pretty good. Uh, it'd probably be, yeah, for me, Brill Grease, the blue moon clone, and then uh, the Abner here would probably be my third. So I was to give them a quick ranking uh, of them. So, yeah, but I mean, I have had some good stuff on the show. Um, but we've also had a lot of bad stuff on the show, Kidder. 
<laughs> oh, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course there was the uh, the triple B of Doom, where we had those three uh, seasonal beers from Shiner that I think uh, <clears throat> we barely made it through. Um, but we also we saved you from that one, Derek. Yep, you did. Yeah, I still haven't seen Lane's review either. Yeah, I haven't even heard it. I think you forgot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just disappointment. Um, there's the uh, one, and it's it's on the episode that just came out, so uh, Derek hasn't had a chance to see it uh, yet, but for episode 50, I drank a fantastically bad beer called Yummy Bear. Uh, that was that was a, a bad decision. Um, <laughs> and such. Um, and of course, uh, Kidder, it, no list of bad beers would be complete without the uh, Natty Light seltzers that mm-hmm. we, well, you drank voluntarily. I had to lose a bet. Uh, speaking of which, though, Kidder, um, I do know you left that Natty Light seltzer uh, in my fridge. And the infinite, uh, infinitely famous words of Shaggy wasn't me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my revenge will be swift and painful. Mm. Sounds like trespassing to me. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think uh, one that needs to be added to that list would be the Four Loco. I, I'm trying to think of the reasoning of why I grabbed it and then said, I need to drink this with Big D on the show because he's going to be on the show. And I don't know what the reasoning was. If the can was red, white, and blue, like a taste of America to salute his uh, service to our country, or if it was the straight alcohol content to blur out what he was going to say, or just to make me forget about the week that I just had. I'm not really sure why I was like, ah, Big D is going to be on the show. I need to get this. But that happened, and that's there. Uh, Derek, I know that you have not uh, necessarily had a bad beer because most of the beer uh, – well, actually, you did have a bad beer I, on I the did. show. You I did, now that I'm thinking out. about it. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one was truly a bad beer. That, that one, yeah. I, re- I remember that. Yes, you'd put on there that you were going to take a hit, take one for the team and uh, live up to the bad beer on the show. So, but uh, unless anybody's got any last thoughts, and <laughs> got any last words? Yeah. <laughs> I I do notice in the uh, background there. I think Kidder that I see your uh, gift that I gave you guys for your one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's something I wanted to point out before we wrapped this thing up tonight, that the local geek was kind enough to not only bring beer over tonight, but he also gave us our very own 3D printed beer bottles. So I I should have dropped both of them off with Howard because then he could paint it and make it look (laughs) cool. But the, the bright yellow bottle looks looks fine on the shelf it's very noticeable next to and i had to laugh at this because i got this card as one of the free cards 
from my uh, upper deck collection that I uh, have online for free. Uh, we were talking a few uh, last month about <laughs> Brad Barshan being suspended, and it was one of the free cards that I got. <laughs> so Brad Barshan's been chilling back here with uh, the Frozen 4 2016 patch and the CM Punk and now Tyson Jost various things and the Fighting yeah. Sue metal medallion there on the speaker stand yep and anyway. if you're wondering where uh my bottle is um howie jr immediately claimed it and would not give it back to me so yeah um it's wherever he's got it so it's too young to drink <laughs> he literally kidder because like i it, kidder dropped over uh the abner o'neill and the uh the 3d printed bottle and i set it on the our dining room table and I kid you not, as soon as Howie Jr. Uh, was down and mobile on his own, he just immediately like beelined for it and grabbed it, and it was his. Um, I don't think he put it down. Um, I, I had the same problem with them here. My little guy kept wanting to play with them. Yeah. Um, so I may get my bottle back at uh, some point. <laughs> but uh, And uh, Kidder, I was planning to, uh, to, to paint mine. At some point, so you know, if if you do want it painted, just uh, you know, we can work that out. Mania but. is coming up, and we have two yes, two days of the most stupendous spectacular of sports entertainment history. <clears throat> yeah, almost made it. <sighs> so there's that. Oh. Any other last one-year anniversary thoughts? Going once. The post is up. Away. Facebook page is growing. If you haven't yet, please join us at facebook.com slash BS. We'd love for you to join the Beer Blues and BS community. Well, I, I will say, Kidder, you know, uh, hey, we've we've made it a year. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh I know you and I have a lot of fun stuff left to do with this show. I know you and I have guests that we have yet to have on this show that we've wanted to get on. And I know, because uh, you mentioned it while you were over here, that we have some folks who have been on the show who want to make return appearances. And so hopefully we will get uh, some of those folks joining as well. Um, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, we have done this now for a year uh, we have, I think, only missed two episodes in that entire time uh, and killed our buffer just a wee bit um, during that. And, uh, you know, Kidder, knowing the timing of when this comes out, uh, this is actually probably my last episode for a little bit. So uh, because by the time this comes out, uh, we will be right around the arrival of... Uh, my new child. So I'm going to be taking some time off of the show uh, and such. So um, we'll work out probably what will happen with that. I know local geek volunteered to co-host um, and you guys might have some of our other uh, guests co-host for a while until I able to return and such. So I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the, uh, you know, getting together every Friday and talking shenanigans and all of that and such so 
with that and that well interesting maybe sad maybe exciting bit of news hitter we've been talking for quite a while it's time we wrap this up with some cheap plugs (sighs) man okay well first of all thanks local geek for joining us and for the tasty brews once again really appreciate it you're welcome and congratulations again on your one year yay (laughs) we we made it somehow uh oh he's he's not gonna say anything he's he's got a finger pencil that i think i gave him did i give that to you You no i i i bought this when i was teaching and note how i keep it off the camera um, this was just as a teaching prop. It's literally a pointer finger, so I could point to things on the board and such. So, Junior's been playing with it, so I, I just noticed it was on my desk. So, the one that I have has a different finger up. Yeah, that's the same with uh, Kidder's uh, beer can in the background. Local geek got to see a close-up of it earlier today when he I did when he, when he stopped by. He saw the full frontal finger in full quality. So thanks again. Yes, here we are. 53 official episodes, 365 days since we started this uh, show. Uh, we'd love for you to join us at our website, beerbluesbs.com. <clears throat> beerbluesbs.com. It's our home in cyberspace for everything beer, blues, and BS. You can contact us on there. You can buy us a beer, which would be sweet. In fact, if you'd like to buy us a bunch of beers by sponsoring the show, you can do that as well right there, beerbluesbs.com. Lots of new merchandise on the website, new styles. Maybe you need a freshen, uh, a fresher look for your summer apparel. Well, guess what? That's all at beerbluesbs.com. Just click on merch. Maybe a new glass to drink from. Well, we have those too. Lots of sweet styles at beerbluesbs.com. Uh, we're also all over the place. Uh, the video version is on YouTube. The audio version is all over the internet. So if uh, you're on an audio listening service such as itunes spotify iHeartRadio, pandora amazon music stitcher tune in imdb player fm google podcasts google play apple podcasts we're on all those just go to the search bar and click beer blues nbs hit the search button you'll likely follow us and then if you would subscribe uh same thing with the youtube page if you'd subscribe to our channel that would be awesome like the videos please and thanks and throw some comments down there too to help us out and get some more reach you know sharing is caring if you'd like to share this with your friends we would certainly appreciate it send it on to your friends list and get them going with some good brothers some good talk and some good beverages. It's all right here on Beer Blues MBS. Mentioned all the pages, uh, including, well, Spotify. You can listen to the Killer Kidder show. And of course, Beer Blues MBS. So for Local Geek, he's over on that side. For Howard Blues, he's on that side. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Thanks for joining us for this and hopefully every episode of Beer Blues MBS. 
um, unless you're Lane. Then, well, make sure to join us next time for another stupendous episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. Keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will see you on down that old dusty Tuscan highway. Have a good one. See you on the next one. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Where did Kira run off to? That's a good question. Should we talk about him? I mean, we could. We are recording, though. I do need something for behind the curtain. (laughs) (laughs) I finally got the grand tour of his house earlier when I dropped off the beers. I had never been over there before. Oh, you got the tour. I did. How long did it take? Like 20 minutes. (laughs) Oh, you got the short tour. I was worried for a second because both of you were frozen. Oh, we were just talking about you. That's fine. (laughs) It's like the people with the P-Rock. Yeah, he didn't include the P-Rock in the tour, so he he pointed out roughly where it was, but he didn't take me over there. That's a self-guided tour. <laughs> you have to pay extra for that part of the tour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 17 and or yeah, 17 and up. Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Beer, Blues and BS. I'm your host Howard Blues here with my co-host the man, the myth, the legend the Mark Kidder. Hey, you- hey, that that's still me. I mean, whether you knew it or not, that's that's still me. You know, glad to start up this little thing here that we call uh, I, I guess you could call it a podcast. And I've been out of it so much. I'm sitting here bashing my microphone. I don't even have a position right. But uh, check this out. I got the old KRD and eyewitness news eight on there for the. Uh, the old stream, uh, we got the KRDNI witness weather now stream keeping you up to date 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Howie Blues, I think, maybe one of uh, five subscribers, and they're all other, the four others are alias accounts from Howie.